This is the Non-Typical Nation podcast with your hosts, Brody Teal and Eric Liberty. Let's talk hunting and absolutely everything else that goes with it. What's going on, guys? We are back for another Non-Typical Nation podcast. It feels like forever since we've done one of these. And we're just looking at the calendar. What's it? It's been 10 days or 11 days? Yeah, it's been about, I think by this one comes out, it'll be about two weeks since we recorded the last one. Two weeks. But it's been about 10 days since we were in here, yeah? Since, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. I uh, I enjoy doing these. It's good just fucking just chatting and not having to worry about much else. And, uh, you we know. just get to uh, explore the, the, <laughs> the, mines. One, the wonders of the crazy world we live in right now. Yeah, it, it crazy is an understatement. It has been crazy. Um, you know, when we think... When we think of, you know, how everything's been going with this COVID-19 and uh, and we sort of think that, that things are as bad as they'll get, they just keep getting sort of worse, man. And we just see more and more restrictions, which is good. I'm in full support of, of some of these restrictions. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You could have never imagined this. As spring approaches, there's uh, we're, we're seeing the politicians talk a lot about more restrictions and, and things that are geared towards... The outdoor living, right? Like yeah. hunting and fishing and parks and well, and, and we're gonna get into that too, right? But like it's just with with where the world is right now, it's unprecedented times, right? Without a doubt, we could have no one could have expected this two or three months ago. No, no. one. And if you would have told someone, hey, you know what, um, the elderly are going to be locked into in their senior homes, not going to be able to leave. No one's going to be able to see them. School's going to be shut down. All if schools. Yeah. If you have a cold, you have the possibility of being charged. Um, if you're out in public and uh, if you told someone that last summer, they would have thought you were fucking nuts. Um, and here we are and here we are. And so now they've got telling everyone to stay home, which, hey, I'm I'm all for that. Um, they've got that, you know, once if people are at home, they've got it under control. So now what they're trying to do um, is limit the access outside, limit the the person to person contact in the outdoors. And now that the weather's supposed to warm up, hey, we've got three feet out here, but it's going to warm up eventually. Um, more people are going to get outdoors as they should. Um, but more people are going to come in contact with each other, right? And so what they're worried about is, uh, is you have summertime beaches fill up or campsites fill up. And, uh, and there you go. It starts spreading again. Well, and it's just like everything else, right? Gas stations, grocery stores, those are all places everybody needs to stop before yep. they get to their, you know, everybody's, we're going to, we're going to hear all these people. We already are saying, you know, I'm self-isolating. I'm going ice fishing or I'm self-isolating. I'm going camping for a week or whatever. Yep. Right. And you're going to see that more and more as the summer comes and the warmer weather comes, but you're also stopping at the gas station or few multiple gas stations you're stopping at the grocery store you're stopping that last minute canadian tire to get whatever you need right and so that's how it's going to spread so yeah you know i'm all for people isolating themselves going camping going fishing going hunting but let's keep it to the people you live with the people you're already you have no choice but to be in contact with already yeah and let's try and minimize going to places like the grocery store before you go out you know, try and minimize, try and go to bulk fuel if you can, where you don't have to touch anybody, you don't have to see anybody, you don't have yeah, to be around move, anybody. For sure. Um, and just make sure you wash your hands and, and, and do what you can. But let's minimize, um, let's keep our social distancing. Well, that, that's right? it, right? You just, we just got to listen to what they're 
telling us and it's a lot of it is common sense at this point you know if you're sick or if someone in your household is sick um, you should probably stay home too till everyone's fully recovered even if it's not you that's sick um, stay home because this this uh, virus man it spreads like like wildfire just absolutely unreal and wildfire that's another thing right so that's we're the next that's the next one we're yeah. approaching fire season here in Alberta I think we touched on it a bit last on that last podcast fire season officially started a month and seven days ago there you go there you go you know and the snow um it's going to start melting and hopefully with all the snow the ground is a little more moist and we don't have as many fires spark up but we know it's going to happen we're going to have fires so what they're also looking at implementing here in alberta and by the time this podcast is released on friday we'll probably hear more about it Um, i think they're supposed to speak about it on thursday Thursday. specifically yeah yeah so they're talking about a, a total fire ban um in select zones i would imagine um it might even be the whole province but that's a full-on fire ban with um limited recreational um vehicle use and and for people that aren't aren't from around up here um that's that's a very typical thing we deal with every year especially in the springtime is you know getting shut down getting quad bans and it's usually just because the high fire risk that we have up here and the last few springs have been really dry you know last few winters have been low snow yeah so we've had on and off quad bands. We're kind of used to that, but there are they're looking at just throwing up an umbrella sort yeah. of in certain areas and just saying no no access because we don't want the risk of fires. Even if the fire the actual fire risk itself is high or low, they they just don't care. Yeah, That's well, what it sounds like. And right? I had read right and I had read earlier here that ten um, percent of the wildfire staff in Alberta right now are quarantined, and that's why they're trying to avoid the, exactly. them having to. You know, we and don't have so, the resources right now. We're already dealing with and, something. And so what they're worried about is they're, they're going to have to get guys because, you know, they send these guys to the wildfires and buses or whatever, and they're going to be crammed in a freaking bus or in a tent together. And and uh, we we're talking about earlier, you know, emergency centers in these big, like yes. the arena, the town, town centers, arenas, um, rec centers. That's where people all have to congregate when they're evacuated. Yeah. They so have yeah, to check high in. Level. They have to, you know, you have multiple municipalities towns counties mds all coming into one big center where you might be shoulder to shoulder with thousands of people and the problem is a lot of these complexes right now are being used by alberta health that's exactly right 19 for testing stations and stuff like that so if they need these um for the wildfire people well you're you're screwed right so it's uh it is a, it's a, a storm of shit. It's the wild west. <laughs> it is, man. It, it really is, you know. And so we just got to, everyone's got to do their part in limiting, um, you know, your contact with other people. Let's stop spreading this virus. I know no one, if you have it, you probably don't know. But if you're sick or someone in your house is sick, you just, you got to stay home. And then the next one here is that wildfire. We got to keep on top of that, you know, limited the quad, limit the quad, um, no fires and just uh, let's not take any freaking chances. That's right. And we, we've both been there too, where we've been driving our quad. Yep. And she starts smoking and you look and there's a stick lodged right by the exhaust yep. or, you know, something and it's burning and uh, it happens fast. Yeah. It's, I actually, I have a video of it on my, uh, on my outfitting Instagram, I think at primal.outfitting, but yeah. uh, I, it might even be the first video I posted on that, on that Instagram page. But 
last spring we were going out to set the first bait going to do a little bit of bait scouting make sure everything was still set up the way we left it and i don't think we had been on the quad five minutes and start to smell some smoke and climb off and all it is is just a thin crust of uh, dried yeah. muskeg sitting there on the, and, on the you exhaust. Know, and, and a lot of people say it's the older quads but these are brand new quads you know and the thing is yeah. it doesn't happen all the time like this is it happened to me last year for the first time it, it that quad was before. brand new when that happened yeah. it was the first time i took it out anywhere exactly right yeah. and um so whether you got a new quad and an old quad old quad a side by side or whatever um you know there's always that risk if the tr- ground is dry enough um, you could start a fire and you know what, that's why we carry little collapsible buckets with us and water. If anything ever does happen and check your bikes, um, that's the biggest thing. Just, sure. just check your exhaust system because it's easy. It's right. It's always right behind the tire. It's real easy for stuff to get on top. Yeah. And then it insulates itself and it just smolders. Yeah. That's what it does. It smolders. Like, well, you see that video on, on my Instagram. If you go look, it's red hot coals literally falling as, as the quads just sitting there idling, falling off onto the ground. That's crazy, man. Yeah, and and it'd be that easy, right? And you just and if and if you're just a joy riding, like we were kind of hunting around, right? We're driving slow. I, I I'm not much for just driving around just to drive around. Yeah. But if that's what you're doing and and that's what you like to do, gung ho, go for it. But you're not obviously then paying attention. You're not gonna be able to smell any smoke. No. You're not gonna be paying attention to anything falling. Oh yeah, and that could fall, and you could drive a kilometer and not even realize it. And then an hour and a half later, you come back it, and it's it's flared up, and yeah. yeah, exactly. And it happens, man. Like especially around here, there's uh, nothing more real than a wildfire, you know. And yep. when it's when you're sitting in your tree stand, the sky is black and smoke is surrounding you. Um, I know you had experienced that last year. They had shut down. I think while you're in the in the tree stand, they shut down the highway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that that was your access to get to that bait and out. And um, and you heard the helicopters overhead yeah. and uh, and the, the, came yeah, out and the highways closed. The canopy started filling with smoke, but it wasn't like I'm pretty familiar with fire, so I knew it wasn't like it's not close smoke. It's just smoke circling, and I knew about the fires. Well, that's that's the thing. In like we live around here, come May, if there's fires around, there's, there's smoke. smoke everywhere. Yeah. We've been blacked out at noon before. You remember that? Yes. And that was from BC. That wasn't even that a local was fire. That was crazy, guys. So it was, I think it was August. And this was two years ago when BC was having those major fires. The sky in northern Alberta was pitch black yeah, at three in the afternoon. We were, I have photos. I'm going to post yeah, them yeah, yeah. on our story. So we'll post these on when this podcast is released on the story. You can see the photos at three o'clock. I have a photo in my truck right. of the time. And then the pitch black outside. Yeah. I have a photo too of, of we were driftwood hunting that yes. day. Remember we were looking for driftwood for we the shop. Were, yeah. And I have a picture of the lake just as the sky started to turn like dark, dark orange with your quad and the trailer full. And then, and then probably an hour and a half later after we went back to the shop and back to town, um, you have a picture at about four or something, maybe something like that. And yeah, you, Tim Hortons and the sky's just I, black. I remember I was in the Canadian Tire parking lot, yeah. and yeah, it was just black, man. It's I unreal. could not like nighttime, that. black, black. And then so I've got family in Edmonton. I sent them that photo, and they weren't even touched by that. Like yeah, there was some smoke, yeah. but they never got the black, black sky Blackout. that we got. Right. Yeah. Um, that was eerie because we were crazy. we were picking driftwood. I think it was noon, and you could you'd see the smoke, but it was like two o'clock yeah. and it was getting dark and it was three and it was pitch black and well, remember we, we went back to the shop and we opened the big door and dave had been inside all day and he came out and he was and like what time, is it? <laughs> what time is it yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> that well, was insane. Back to the bear baiting. Yeah, yeah. Like just, it happens all the time. Like we yeah. get shut down basically every year in the spring for, for, for yeah, fires. So, you know, yesterday when I heard Jason Kenny mention that they're going to be implementing a quad ban or off-road vehicle ban and then the fire ban, you know, I was a little bitter about it, but I thought, you know what? It has to be done. That makes total sense. And then I thought too, every freaking mid-May, we always have a quad ban anyways. That's exactly right. So what right. this means now for us is we aren't going to have the quads. Usually we're baiting by now, guys, but there's three feet of snow in the on the cut lines and trails. So yeah, we we've aren't. had way more snow this year than probably the last five or six Yeah, springs. but by the time we get out and bait, probably 10 days from now, seven to 10 days from now, there's a good chance there's going to be a quad ban. And even if there isn't, we are going to be aware that there is more than likely going to be a quad ban implemented. So we're going to make sure that we're using baits that are a lot more accessible by foot because we're going to be hauling in, you know, 40, 50 pound bags of oats and bait at a time. So we aren't going to want to hike 5K or 10K. It's not bad if you're hauling a bear out, but if you're hauling multiple trips of bait, you got to be conscious of... Um, of where you got that bait right and that was that's something that you know it's it's nice to have a bait far away and you know right in the the thick of things but in times like these you can't if you can't run an off-road vehicle no we're gonna be we're definitely gonna be strategic this year yeah just in case like uh i know i have ran a few baits that i got to bait twice or three times or maybe even once you know and then yeah. quad ban and it's like well i guess that bait shut down for the year yeah you just like, can't I'll, I'll guess i'll get the camera in the summertime and yeah. that is what it is right yeah and you put all the work in but you know um i really i have to have a place where i can't hear the highway if i'm gonna sit in a tree and you so where you hunted um in your tree stand last year um, you couldn't hear the highway from there? You could, but that's a pretty, it's like a secondary highway. And, oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. Like it is, it's only a, it's only several hundred yards off the highway. Yeah, that's what I mean. You're a few hundred yards but off. But it's, it's in like thick woods and it's a secondary highway. So it's really not that busy. So, um, um but I, I hate it. It's it just, well, drives me I crazy. know, you know, episode one releasing on Sportsman Channel, um, we've got just nonstop bear action all day. Right. And, um, I thought we would be far enough away from the highway there that you wouldn't hear it. <laughs> and there's a clip. I had my headphones on editing and you can hear a vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Amy was, was watching. She's like, is that a vehicle? I'm like, I know like, you know, you can only edit so much. There's it's, it's just there. And I thought we were far enough away from the highway, but you'd be surprised. Like even my, my bait North of here, that is, you know, that's three kilometers. You still hear those semis sometimes hauling down the highway. Oh, for sure. Sitting but, in that, I've heard them in that stand before. And, and that's just the trouble with uh, with being up here this far north is the highways are the only access we got. Yeah. So we work within several kilometers of them. Yeah. And uh, the reality is there's just heavy equipment moving on them 100% and of the time. And we are. And so. with that being said, we're fortunate that we that we can still access bears that close to the highway. Well, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Actually, oftentimes it's closer, the better just because they're yeah. safer, but yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, for sure. Um, one more, one more note I wanted to put on the, uh, the idea of fires is that, um, the last three significant fires we've had in this province, I'm pretty sure all three of them have been declared man-made. So the slave lake one, 
which burned, you know, half the town. That was declared man-made or arson. That was in 2011. That 2011. Way, right? the you Fort guys Mc- lost a home in that one. We did, yeah. Wow. Yeah, amongst, you know, 7,000 other people or whatever. Um, Fort McMurray, I think, too, was declared man-made. Okay. Uh, if not arson as well. I could be wrong. And then this one up up north here last year was declared. Um, I'm pretty sure it was an ATV or something. Is that what they're saying? Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't checked lately, but there's just so many. We have hundreds, thousands of fires every summer, and probably a majority of them are human caused. Cigarette butts out the window, or that one, that one north of Wabaska, that was for sure. Uh, a man-made one that was like a cigarette out the window or something, right? Yeah. In the di- started right in the ditch on the highway. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's crazy. So we we have, you know, we can control a lot of these. We can limit a bunch of these fires if guys are just smart about it. Yeah, if people just um, have that thought. But there is, you know, you're still gonna have wildfires that are smoldering underneath that muskeg for years, and it can spark up over yep. top um, anytime, and it often does, right? Yep. Like we were looking at the wildfire map just before this podcast and there's six fires in Alberta and it says there is one north of Slave Lake within 50 kilometers. Yep. Um, I haven't seen smoke, but it says it's under control. But the reality is it could easily just be a spot or a ground fire. Yes. And, and, you know, it gets to minus 40, gets even close to minus 50 in the ground up here. But that, that ember can just be... It's insulated. No, it it's just yeah. insulated. So it sits there and just smolders away in the muskeg that can preserve a spark forever. Yeah. And then it flares up in the spring and, and boom, you're burning everything that's already dried out from the last fire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's just Absolutely uh crazy. Just like this virus, you just gotta do what you can to yeah. Do what you can to keep it keep it from spreading, keep it it's from happening, unreal. right? Unreal. So um um, what are you guys doing in your spare time? You can't, you know, you can't do much right now. No hockey, I've no, uh, no sports to watch. No, no uh, watch. I've been consuming as much, uh, hunting content as possible. I've really been oh, bin- yeah? binge watching the YouTube. Nice. Um, yeah. Gritty Bowman's been podcast been, uh, or show. No, or? his show. He released a whole bunch of episodes. Hunting episodes or they... hunting episodes. Oh, nice. Yeah. And he's got quite a few that are about 20 minutes long. Different yeah. things. Part. I watched one that was four parts. Um, they did some mountain bear hunting in Idaho. It was really good. Nice. Yeah, he puts up. He puts puts together a really good, uh, really good show. So mountain bear hunting in Idaho. So that's a spot and stock bear hunt with the bow. Yeah, spot and stock. No, they did it with rifles. Oh, really? Yeah, but the three there's three guys. They end up getting, uh, end up getting five bears. I think in a couple nice. days. Yeah, and nice ones. Big, big color. Really face bears. Yeah. Wow. And so are they just covering ground by foot or how are they doing that? Yeah. Covering ground in the mountains and yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, we were talking earlier how, uh, got to, got to change things up this year. Right. And I've mentioned on the podcast, I want to, my goal this year is to get one at the bait, but from the ground for bears. Yeah. For bears. And then, uh, you know, get that, get a, a nice, good quality episode out of that. Right. Eye level with those bears and then a good spot and stock episode. Yeah. But um, we just, we're at the, like we were talking, it's almost too good, <laughs> the amount of bears that are sure. around. Like we yeah. were, you can drive around all day and it's not whether or not you're going to see a bear, it's what turn you're going to make or what trail you're going to go on and that bear is going to be when there. When and where and how, sometimes how gifted it is to you. Yeah. <laughs> like a level of ease to it. And quite often you're going to get a good gift if you're spending 
enough hours out there in a day. That's right. And there's just like, if you know, if you grew up here, you've been hunting here for several years, or even if you work up here in the bush, you know, you know that there's certain places that are just perfect. Yeah. That you just drive up at the perfect time of day, perfect time of year, and you mm-hmm. know that something's going to be standing there, right? And uh, and quite often we resort to, um, you know, just getting lazy and, and going for a rip or something to get a bear. Yeah, in the springtime, I, I've i spent so much time sitting in the tree stand. Um, you know, we'll go out with Amy and the kids, and that's what we'll do. We'll drive around, and it is perfect. It's awesome because uh, you'll see critters and... You know, the kids, well, you know, they're in the vehicle. They don't get too antsy. And, and well, you, you might, see lots. You don't just see yeah. bears. You see the deer moving around springtime. Grizzly bears. You see, yeah, you guys saw lots of grizzlies yeah. last year. And you see the moose and you see everything else, right? Yeah. Well, and deer, yeah. Did you hear, did Amy tell you the story of her bear that she got last year? The one we just, the one we helped you look for? Yes. Yeah. So that bear, she had got that. She actually, we're in the eighth today. She got that a week from today. Yeah, that's right. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's crazy. That is insane. So we were cruising around, you know, we had the kids with us, we're on some trails and stuff and uh, we seen some deer in a cut line and we keep driving and she's like, oh, there's a bear. And the bear is bedded down eating clover, watching the deer that are only 30 yards away, just watching them. And uh, and the bear gets up and she gets her shot and she gets her bear. Um, But that was actually, we had that bear, when we had that fleshed and tanned here, it's a good sized bear. It's a good sized bear in the skull. Was it you that pointed out the deformation in the skull? Was that hers that had the, that the weird nose? It had a, the top of the skull was a little higher than normal and it, yeah, it oh, dived down. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I do remember that. So, yeah, that one's in the Beatles. So I'm looking forward to see how that one Yeah, we've out. had some, we've had a few interesting skulls came through. I, I was, uh, we have. I think I was creeping your Facebook page the other day. I was looking for pictures and you had posted one a while back of that one we found with the crooked nose. Oh yes! It took a bullet in the nose or something when it was young, or it took. So a- there, there was a couple. So we've got, we've got one. I got a picture of one. It's the skull isn't clean. This I think the the hides off, but the meat is still on it. And uh, that one, it's totally crooked. The top and bottom jaw do not line up at all. And it had grown like that. And then there was another one I posted that we actually cleaned the yeah, skull, the clean whitened one is it. The one I was looking at. And it looks to me like what I thought is the bear was young, maybe a year old, and a, a boar bit it because yes. there's a perfect indentation for a, one of the bigger canine teeth to go right in. Right. And then what that did is that punched right through that soft bone. So it might have even been a cub because um, it – I don't think it was a bullet. I think if it was a yeah. bullet, it, you know, it might have – It would have tore it up more, yeah. Yes, it would have fragmented more and everything else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, check it out. Um, you know what? I'll put that up on the story too, because that's a cool looking skull. Yeah. Very, very cool. And then we've also had bear with, usually they have their six smaller teeth up front and then they've got their two big ones. And I've had bears with 10 small teeth up front and two larger ones and a lot of neat and different skulls. Oh, we've had all kinds of, and like ones with, uh, like all kinds of marks on them yeah. and big scars in the bone and yeah. And you find, you know, there's a lot of bears we find with old bullet holes in them yeah. and broad oh, yeah. heads and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, no, without a doubt. And uh, yeah, but the skulls are always neat. You know, the skull is a, a great memento. And uh, well, if you get a good mature animal, the skull tells a story. Without a doubt. 
without a doubt and that's why every animal whether it's a coyote or a bear i've kept the skull from every single one actually the last coyote i shot um he had like 10 extra teeth in his mouth that aren't normally there just overbites and teeth freaking everywhere <laughs> and and i would have never noticed that unless i cleaned the skull and it's just sort of unique to that so it gives that skull a little more character and yeah. uh yeah, it's cool, man. Helps you I, remember it a little bit more. Yeah, without yeah. a doubt. And you can have a, a great collection of skulls that you can tell a story for every single one. And it's not taking up a bunch of room or anything. And they're nice and clean and finished when they're yeah. all done. And, yeah, they don't uh, look as demented as the thought of, you know, cutting an animal head off yeah. and hanging it in your house. But for a sure. nice, clean, whitened skull, it's... Yeah. It's like nice, nice uh, furniture piece. Yeah, without a doubt. And we, uh, what podcast was that that we had explained exactly how to clean a skull? I can't remember. That was it early was one on. of the mid, yeah, like five Think, or six, maybe. Oh, you thought it was that late? It could have been one of the earlier ones. I think it's named. Um, yeah, it check it out, guys. If you have any interest in exactly um, the steps and uh, exactly how to clean a skull properly, check out one of our earlier podcasts. And um, we went through it quite thoroughly. I think it might have been podcast three, four, or five, right around there. But uh, yeah, guys, and we've got some um, pretty cool, pretty cool announcement here. What we're going to be doing, um, we want to give back to you guys for uh, giving us your time, giving us your ears. We're going to be doing a monthly giveaway every single month for, uh, you know, the folks that listen to this podcast that subscribe and share it. It's going to be super simple. We're going to keep it easy. And um, on the first of every single month, we are going to be doing a draw. And the winner is going to win, you know, anything from non-typical nation gear to broadheads from Black Widow Innovations, Old Smoked Coffee uh, um, stuff, Antler Obsession, um, all of our sponsors here, APA, Badlands, Kodiak, LED, and Geopack and Geocam. Um, we're going to get products from each one of them and every month we're going to be giving something away um, to you guys the listeners so listen up this is how this is going to work every month on no particular day we're going to have two questions on social media so it might be this month it might be april 11th and april 22nd i'm not too sure but make sure you subscribe to our facebook page so we're going to have two questions a month and they are going to be podcast related questions so make sure you subscribe to the podcast and the facebook page and make sure you keep up on our podcasts the questions are going to be super simple they're going to be like what did the boys talk about on podcast blah 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 or what was you know we're just going to ask a very simple question and if you um, get it right you're going to send us a message and um, every right question is an entry so we're going to have two questions a month if you get both of those questions right you'll have two entries to the contest may 1st of every single month we're going to be giving something away and you know what guys all honesty the odds are going to be pretty darn good you know this podcast we just got it going a few months ago uh we don't have thousands of listeners, um, you know, so the odds are going to be great. So make sure you subscribe to our Facebook page. Keep an eye on our timeline um, and don't miss out on those questions. Um, a great idea, too, is on the, you know, 29th or 30th of each month. Go to our Facebook page, search 
um, podcast question and those posts will come up on our Facebook page, answer those two questions and uh, you'll be entered in the giveaway. Um, we'll have more info on Facebook and social media on how exactly this is going to work and the structure of it. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, just make sure you're listening, make sure you're subscribing to uh, Facebook and our podcast and uh, the first question will more than likely be released in the next week or so on social media. And then on May 1st, we're going to have our uh, our first winner. So, you know, if there's uh, one person that does this or if there's five people that do this, um, the odds are going to be great. So uh, it's more than likely going to be some non-typical nation gear we're going to give away for this uh, first prize. So be sure to watch our Facebook page. And on May 1st, we'll have a winner for that. So. I'm pumped right up, man. You know, it's it's our way of giving back. That's right. And it's great odds, but at the same time, don't hide it from your friends. Tell yeah. everybody about it. We're <laughs> tell trying to everyone, spread the word. Tell everyone about it. But what we're going to do, rather than posting the answer publicly on the post, you're going to send it to us privately. But again, we'll have all that info on our on the post itself. Um, and then uh, and then you can uh, you can get in on that. So yeah, this is a, also a good chance for you guys to give us any feedback. Yeah. If, uh, you know, you're already writing into uh, into the podcast, into Non-Typical Nation, give us some feedback on the podcast or on our content if there's something you want to see more of, um, et cetera. No, yeah. that's, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, we're trying to do more of these current podcasts. When we first started, we, uh, you know, we'd do a few a week and then we'd release them every seven to 10 days where now what we're trying to do is record like this one's recorded today on the 7th it's more than likely going to be released on the 9th. So within a few days after we are recording these podcasts, we're trying to release them right away. And um, yeah, no, I, uh, we greatly appreciate everyone that listens. We can't thank you enough. Um, the podcast has really taken off and uh, you know, this is our way of giving back. So every single month on the first of the month, we will have a winner that's going to win, um, you know, something cool. So yeah, it just gives you something else to do uh, while you're quarantined here. Yeah. Quarantine, Jesus Quarantine. Christ, eh? Quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> so are you, um, Tiger King? Fucking Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin's the fucking root of all of my problems, my yeah. friend. Carol fucking Baskin. Carol fucking Baskin. What'd you think of it? That's uh, quite the show, you know. If you would have asked me what the most important thing going on in the world two months ago was, I probably would have said... You know, gender equality, yeah, uh, gender rights. You know, climate change, Greta Thunberg, whatever. Yeah. Now it's homosexual it's the, tiger zoo owners and murderers, and and the fact you can buy a tiger for two thousand dollars, and that there's you know, I've I know all, people who spent more money on their dogs and they could have bought a tiger. Absolutely. Well, maybe not here in Canada, but down in Texas, yeah. Or yeah. wherever, wherever yeah. those people are from. Um, okay. Yeah, but I've always known it to be a fact that there are more more tigers in more tigers and lions in the U.S. than there are in the wild. Yes, and that's uh, one of the first things that that documentary touches on. Okay, and, and then so... and then when you when you really get into it, like when I heard that, it's probably one of the first lines in the first episode. When I heard that, I was like, okay. But then when you get into like episode three or four of this Tiger King documentary, it really like opens your mind up to what this whole yeah this whole crazy vacuum of, type thing, yeah. of yeah its own little economy Eco of craziness. Chamber. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, you know, the first two episodes, I'm like, I love what this guy's doing, you know, and the way he looked at it and the way most of these zoo uh, folks look at it is, you know, we are educating the public on these animals. So then they'll go and and put money into conservation and into these uh, in, into these species. And they feel like they feel or I get the impression that they feel like they're uh, they're doing something for the animals or they claim they're doing something for the okay. animals because they they love that particular animal but but then that's what we do we're too. talking about yeah i know exactly that's what we do as hunters right so when he so that's why I, I was i was i'm like yeah i like what this guy's doing that carol baskin bitch she's doing the exact same fucking thing he's doing and she murdered her fucking husband and she's trying to be old fucking holy carol right and uh and yeah, so I, I was, I felt for him at the start. I'm like, yeah, this guy's like, that's, he, he's doing a good job. He's running a good business. Like, that's great. And he's uh, allowing people to, to, you know, recognize this, these different animals. And, uh, and I was all for him. But, you know, once you get into episode three, four, you know, you just, you, then you start thinking, you know, this guy's got, is, is he's got some mental issues. He's well, got a drug problem. And it starts to get into the reality of what he was doing. Yeah. Which specifically what they talk about is cub petting, right? And, yes. And, and how he's, he is the one that's letting people touch these cubs while they're very young yeah. and play with them and then, you know, allegedly sell them or kill them or yeah. do whatever with them. So what are your thoughts on Zeus? Uh, zoos are touchy. Zoos Have you are been weird. to any, any zoos I've, I've or been any? To, I've been to a few zoos. I've been to... And what is your feeling? I'm not asking what your feeling is actually now. What's your feeling when you're at that zoo looking at those animals? Um, well, I haven't been to a zoo in a long time. And I think now, well, I shouldn't say a long time because I'm not that old, but I haven't been to a zoo in several years. And, you know, I've been to, where did I go? What's the, what's the big, um, what's the big water aquarium place down in the States? Not marine. marine, no, Marine Land's the Canadian one. Oh, is it? SeaWorld. Okay. Yeah. I went to SeaWorld in San Diego, and uh, we went to the big San Diego <laughs> Zoo there too, and we also went to a, a big aquarium or something, but that was the last time I was at anything like that, and at the time, I was really interested in uh, researching the animals and stuff like that, so I was kind of, I was okay with that because it was, it was for me, it was a perspective of... Being able to come in contact with all these exotic yeah, animals, so otherwise it, you wouldn't be able to. Exactly. So it fueled your fire in just learning more about these animals. Just, yeah, like the idea of me getting into potentially biology and research of particular animals or species. Yeah. That's kind of at the time, at the age, maybe 15, 16, what I was sort of going for. Okay. And then uh, my worldview sort of changed and I kind of, I don't know, whatever led me into the path that I, that I turned into, which is yeah. hunting yeah. for the most part. And now zoos are a, a touchy subject. Like, I don't know if I could tell you I would take my own kids to a zoo just okay. because of the idea of them. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm borderline with zoos. I think we need to educate the public on wildlife, on animals. Um, they got to see how ferocious these lions are, how ferocious these bears are. And they got to realize that they aren't just um, a stuffed animal there. They aren't just a, a cartoon on a TV show. They got to realize these are, are apex predators and they, you know, it's a, they're a real thing. 
Um, so I'm all for, you know, wild settings and zoos and not necessarily the petting of animals, but being able to see them and having someone um, educating you on that species, basically. But that's great for city folk who don't get out um, in the country and whatnot. And I didn't mind zoos at one point, but once I've started hunting more and I've sat at bear baits and I've watched bears just be bears and bears, I bears I can relate to because I've spent more time watching bears than any other animal. And then I went to Calgary Zoo, the zoo in Calgary with uh, with Jackson and Amy about three years ago. And you see these bears and they're just spinning in circles and pacing back and forth, back and forth in an enclosure that's you know, an acre, maybe like it's pretty small. Um, and that's, you know, and that really like, that's like, you know, this is not, this isn't normal. Um, but is you gotta, you gotta weigh the differences now. Is it, is it worth having these two or three animals somewhat in distress so you can educate thousands of people on bears and the importance of bears and what bears are as basic as that? Um, you know, because if you remove all the zoos, then there's going to be a large portion of society that will never even see a mammal or an animal in their life, you know? So you got to, uh, like, it's, it's a touchy fucking subject. But yeah. So in this day and age with technology that we have, it's very possible for people to learn everything, pretty much everything they need to know, except for how an animal feels to a touch through a screen. Right. And for me, I wish, I'm not saying this is the solution, but I wish there was a way that zoos could only be for sick or elderly animals that, you know, aren't going to make it in the wild. Yeah. Or animals, you know, that are domesticated. So maybe they, you know, maybe they grew up in a city and then were captured. So they shouldn't really be put out into the wild because they wouldn't make it. Yeah. Um, otherwise, zoos should be... I would like to see zoos as more of like what they have in Africa. So a big fenced off, like big so that you don't even know it's fenced. Like a a big ranch. Thing. Yeah, big ranch. And then you put us in the fucking cage. Yeah. And you go to where the bears hang out and you go and see the bears. And then you go and see where the lions hang out and you go and see the lions. But the lions are doing lion things. And if they want to like come climb on your cage that's got wheels and an engine... And try and fucking eat you. Yeah. That's probably what they want to do. So let's let them do that. Oh, okay. Let's just make it safe enough that people don't get eaten. Yeah. But let the lions live and let the bears live the way they're supposed to live. Yeah, because so you say, like you said, an, you said like a, a habitat, a bear habitat in a zoo. Yeah. What I, I guess, is, I guess what I'm sort of getting at is is it's artificial know, right it is, it's always which is, which be is why they're and the problem is you always run in so much property because they have such a large range um but i don't know if i want our wildlands like africa i'm not saying all of it no but that's why but it's that's like what that. i that's what i'm saying i don't know if it's possible or if it's yeah. doable but i wish that's what a situation would be because yeah. then the animal's not no, in a I cage. Agree. the animal's doing he's roaming his free range, what mm -hmm. his natural free range would be, which is hundreds of kilometers as a yeah. bear. If we're just talking black bears, it's hundreds of kilometers. They walk, you know, in a year and it's wherever they want to go, they're wandering wherever their nose takes them. Yeah. 
And that's how it should be. So if you want to go look at them, you get in the cage and you go look at them, right? So that's why I think it's even more important than ever that we get more people into hunting. You know, if, if every hunter or even if 50% of the hunters in Alberta made it a priority to just bring one person out each year, yeah. even for two days, three days to see some bears, see some deer, and then that spiders, like yeah. 50%, that's it. If 50% of the hunters in Alberta or even 25% made it a priority to bring out one person, one new person each year on a three-day hunt or two-day hunt, um, that'll make a, that'll help big time just to get your toes wet just to get their toes wet and then they realize what real wildlife is um you know and they can actually embrace the flora and fauna that we have here in alberta yeah that's right and we're you know natural state i mean we could argue this all day you could say a bear bait is an artificial setting too but you know there really up here it's not because there's been bear baits for 100 years up here now yeah for like as long as people have lived here, there's been bear baits, and 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 it's it's as natural as it, as an yes, artificial setting can be. You're putting out food for that bear, but that bear is still fighting with other bears. That bear is leaving. That bear is coming back. That bear's he's yeah, they still, don't live he's there. Being a bear, they don't live right? in the barrel. No, no. And that's when I seen these bears in Calgary, and they were literally in a, in a twenty foot space. One bear was just doing circles. And circles, circles, circles. The other one's pacing back and forth, back and forth. And you got to think they're doing that every single day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that that bothered me. You know, at first, um, before that, like I, I, I loved going to zoos because I loved animals. I always had a huge interest in them. Um, and that's why my life is just surrounded by wild animals because I love it, right? And so when that's all I knew, the zoo was great. And that's why I'm sort of borderline with it because a lot of people, that's all they have is that zoo to experience wolves or experience cougars. And they have all that in Calgary. But the problem is with that is then that's what people think it yes, is. That's the other thing. Then that's, that's what, what you the, think reality is. I know. That's that's what a bear is. You're just going to shoot that bear. All he's doing is walking in circles all day. That's what that bear's doing. Yes. That's what that particular bear is doing because he only has a circle to walk through. Yeah. And if you gave him a hula hoop, and you've hung a piece of meat through it, he jumped through the fucking hula hoop. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, you know, and the reality of the situation too is um, our human population is rapidly growing. We're taking up more space. Um, so, you know, we, uh, we're we approaching now in more of their territory, more of their land. And, uh, you know, that's why we got to hunt and that's why we hunt and that's why we can... We're, we're conservationists right um but uh yeah the whole zoo thing man i just uh i don't know it's have you have you seen subject. that uh the documentary blackfin no i Black haven't Fish? i i can't bring myself to watch stay it. away from that one i just the the animal rights people just bother me too much that's that one i i haven't watched it in a, in a few years i've but never watched it i haven't ever had an interest in watching it um, that one just opens your eyes to how bad specific places can be yeah so i was at it wasn't marine land but it was some aquarium or something like that and they had a dolphin and his top fin was bent right over and in in that movie that you're talking about someone told me that when their fin is bent over and doesn't stay up it's because they're in too small of a of a whatever you call it right well just just imagine well it's because that back fin that dorsal fin the whole purpose of it 
is to it it it, it keeps them level and planed in the side through, currents yeah. when they're ripping through all these crazy currents in the ocean that go back and forth up and down yeah it keeps them just staying straight and so they they're sitting in a pool yeah. with little jets like your hot tub or your yeah, bathtub. That's crazy, man. That and thing you just could tell goes, that thing was in distress too, right? And, you don't, uh, you know, you don't use it, you lose it, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know what? We just uh, we got to just keep fighting for this fucking hunting lifestyle and hunting in general. Yeah. Um, you know, we cannot let anyone take it from us, and we just got to keep growing our numbers. You know. Um, you or at know, least we, maintaining our numbers, keeping the younger, the it, younger yeah. generation has to, we have to keep bringing the younger generations into it because otherwise it's just going to, it's going to disappear like, like culture and like language, like yeah. everything else that just sort of and, disappears. And dissolves. you know, what's going to happen is we're going to have more bear encounters in town, more cougars, more wolves. And, uh, you know, now we're paying money for these animals to be killed because the fish and game officers, and they're going to hire people to kill these animals rather than, and wasted, right. Rather than, um, bringing revenue in from them. And, uh, you know, just the whole hunting lifestyle is so special and, and it's almost surreal how, how great it is and how much I personally enjoy it. So we just got to, you know, make it a priority to try and get one person out even each year, someone new. You know what's almost more surreal, or if not is more surreal, is the thought that 100 years ago, if you didn't hunt, you didn't eat. Oh, every single person on this earth right now is here because of a hunter. And because your ancestors ate meat. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not all the time, depending on where you're from. But somebody in your family killed something to feed. Yeah, no. If if you if your you, family if yeah if there wasn't a hunter, um, we just wouldn't be here. We're something. hunter and gatherers. And, but the surreal thing is, it's when it, we're in 2020. So in 1820 was like what the boom of the fur trade. Okay. Yeah. Like, it. Uh, exploring the West, right? Yeah. Like it's not that long ago. 200 years ago. No, that's crazy. And it's, that's like what, like f- three lifetimes? Yeah. Oh. Like three full lifetimes? Yeah. Yeah. If that, right? That's, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. And it's just, you know, it's, it's crazy to think about where we are going to be even 60 years from now. You yeah. Know, the surreal part is how far we've been, dis- how far society is totally disconnected from nature. Yeah. When 200 years ago, 150 years ago, 100 years ago, you literally, even today, in some ways, we still need nature to survive. Oh, but it's doubt. now there's so many steps in between nature and buying your steak at the grocery store, yeah. or you know, even buying stuff like anything. You know, you're buying your shoes; they're made yeah. of leather. And you know what? Everybody has that in their DNA. The hunting, the hunting, uh, whatever you call it, right? Everyone's got that in them. Every single new hunter that I've brought out. They've felt the same feeling I've felt. Yep. And so, you know, we've got it in us. Everyone does. So I just think we got to, uh, you know, we got to keep growing or at least keep a, a steady pace of our numbers right now. But uh, yeah, crazy times, man. And then with, and then with this virus, right? Um, you see it with with ungulates and and pretty much every other wild animal. When populations get too big, um, something, something some virus comes something yeah. comes up, right? And uh, and I I hate to say it, but I think that's what we're seeing right now. And we just gotta you know keep healthy, keep yep. our friends and family and our uh, our uh, you know group healthy. Yep. 
Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, but, all we uh, can do is hope for the best and and maintain course as best you can, right? Yeah, and we'll keep doing our thing, guys. We're gonna stay isolated, stay uh, social, uh, socially distant from uh, the public, and uh, you know that's one thing as hunters. Being socially distanced from the public is is a piece of cake. We yep. spend hundreds of hours in the tree stand, hundreds of hours in the blind, hundreds of hours hiking through the bush. Um, so, you know, take advantage of this opportunity. Get outdoors with yourself, with your spouse. Um, you know, don't come in contact with, with many other people. And, uh, you know, enjoy your time outside. Yeah, take take the opportunity. Take this spring as a, as a good chance to uh, take your kids. Yeah. You know, teach them some things. Not necessarily, it doesn't have to be hunting, but maybe just outdoor skills or bushcraft. You know, they're not Without in school. You got to get the get the energy out somehow. Yeah, man, the kids are going nuts in my house. Yeah, you like, ready yeah, to pull your hair out? It's tough. Well, it's not bad for me, but my wife, like she's a, yeah. She's, yeah, you just have to deal with me all day. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, the kids, man. And, you know, I'm sure there's kids that are in rough, rough situations, right? And, uh yeah you know um what can you do what can you do just gotta take care of yourself but yeah guys you know hopefully everyone's going back to work in the next month or six weeks or eight weeks so um take advantage of these times and get outside with your kids or your wife and uh find some sheds get ready for bear season send us some photos we love sharing photos of uh, other people's you know time in the outdoors harvests and everything else so yeah show us some sheds if you guys uh, are in a place that there's not four feet of snow still yeah I would like to see uh, at least uh, six inches or a foot gone before I start looking for sheds, just because we got. You found a, a couple of nice moose sheds. I did. I found uh, three or four real nice moose sheds a couple of weeks ago, nice. but that we've gotten eighteen inches of snow since then. Yeah, we fresh, went out right? to one day and just can't do anything. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough when you get fresh snow after they've sort of popped them all off yeah yeah you kind of got to wait till spring and then you're you're racing against squirrels and coyotes yeah. and everything else to get them before they're ugly right without a doubt but, well guys uh, we're gonna keep this one short and sweet we're gonna wrap her up but again i want to mention that monthly giveaway stay tuned to our facebook page we're gonna have two questions a month they're going to be podcast related questions on there Follow the instructions, and um, on the first of every month, we're going to be drawing a winner from that, and you will be winning some uh, pretty sweet stuff from our sponsors and from uh, our non-typical nation uh, gear as well. So keep an eye on that. Subscribe to Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast. And again, thank you all so much for listening. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And, uh, you know, have fun in the outdoors if you, uh, if you can get out. Wash your hands. And uh, yeah, let's go bear hunting.